Well, good morning. There once was a, a man who everything he touched uh, basically turned to gold. He, everything he put his hand to, he succeeded. Uh, land, property, houses, a huge portfolio, everything he did succeeded. And then, and then one day he, he passed away and his only son inherited everything that he had amassed. Everything went to his, his son. And that son at that moment had a, a choice to make. He could use the inheritance uh, in loose living. He could go to Vegas and wander and gamble it all the way, buy yachts and take trips. He could, um, he could ignore it, you know, and just say, the money isn't going to change me. I'm just going to not make any changes in my life. I'm just going to live my life as I always have. Or he could take the inheritance and he could invest it. Uh, he could use it uh, in a way that would honor his father's legacy. What would you do if you suddenly received a a vast inheritance? Well, the scripture tells us that when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, that we receive an inheritance beyond our imagination. Uh, And that inheritance is ours. Uh, And and, and, and it includes our sins are forgiven. Uh, We we are made new in Christ. It says we're resurrected with Christ in the passage that, uh, that Aslan just read. We have the hope and promise of heaven. We're accepted into God's family. We have a rich inheritance far beyond our imagining. So what will we do with it? Will we choose to just say, this isn't going to change me. I'm going to continue to live the life I want, uh, not make any changes. Will we kind of squander it uh, or, or will we take that inheritance and invest it for our father's glory and honor? What will we do in light of the gift we've been given? How will we live? The Apostle Paul wrote uh, the passage that Aslan just read a minute ago to a group of Christians in Colossae, uh, almost 2,000 years ago. Uh, And he wrote about several issues in the church, but one of the things he is doing in this passage, he's setting it up, he's he's giving them advice about how they are to live their lives in light of the hope of heaven. He says, you've been raised with Christ. We often think of this as, this is something that's in the future. You know, we're going to be raised with Christ after we die or when Christ returns. That's when it's going to happen. And that's true. But this is a both and situation. We are raised with Christ. It's hard to get our minds around, but we're raised with Christ. He says, you're seated at the right hand of God the Father. You've received this inheritance. You've received this gift. How then should we live? Let's pick it up again. We're going to read it one more time. It's a short passage, and we'll work our way through other verses in chapter 3. Beginning again at verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. How do we live in light of what we've been given? Since we are raised to new life in Christ, we are to look up. We're to be heavenly minded. We are to look to heaven. Our focus should change since we've received this gift. We're resurrected to new life. And our focus 
should change. Now, what does it mean that we're resurrected to new life? Well, we should backtrack for a second. Paul in Ephesians chapter 2 says that before these people came to faith in Christ, before God made them alive in Christ, they were dead in their sins. They were literally dead spiritually. And now they were literally alive spiritually. They've been resurrected. They've been given new life. You know, I was, I was, I was thinking about uh, what's a, a metaphor or something that could work here, but it's hard to, hard to get our minds around it because where do we see resurrections? <laughs> You know, when does something that is dead come back to life and stay alive and never die again? We, we don't see that in our world. The closest approximation I could find is there's this little tree frog, a uh, wood frog, who um, I guess apparently for, for weeks on end, uh, he shuts down his body. His brain stops working. His heart starts pumping. Uh, he freezes uh, almost completely. And then a couple months later, he thaws and starts hopping around again. But that's not a resurrection. That's, that's a revival. Sort of like in The Princess Bride, you know, the, that classic movie where the Wesley, the, the, the main character, he's tortured and, and it seems like he's dead. And they drag him to his body to Miracle Max. And uh, Miracle Max says, well, is there anything you do for him? And Miracle Max says, well, I don't know. Let me look at him. And, and he's kind of anxious about it. He says, well, there's three kinds of dead. There's sort of dead. There's mostly dead. And there's all dead. And, and thankfully for our story, for Wesley, he was he was sort of dead, he was mostly dead, but he wasn't all dead, and he's, he's revived. We're not revived. We're not just patched up and, and repaired and, and pushed back into, into the world. We are, we are resurrected. We are new creatures. We are, are new people in Christ. And that's what we've been given. And, and we can live into that by looking up and focusing on the things of, of, of God. Now, you might say, well, Doug, yeah, I get that, but haven't you heard the saying, it's, you're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good? Well, I, I, I get that. I understand that. And we're not supposed to walk around with our head in the clouds and, and lose sight of, of what God wants us to do with real people in this real world with real needs. There's opportunities. We're supposed to be salt and light as followers of Christ. Uh, we'd have to ignore a lot of what Jesus said if all we did was think about heaven and have our head in the clouds. That's not what Paul is advocating. You see, it's crucial for us to start with the end in view, to start with our destination in mind, and to live into what has been given us. We are children of God, and we've been given new life. And our lives, if you think about it, it's directed by our focus. What you look at determines where you go in life. That's a good lesson for us, all of us today, especially if you're a graduate. (laughs) You're starting the next chapter. What you focus on determines where you go. What you spend your time and your energy and your emotion on determines who you become and where you end up in life. And that's true spiritually. If we focus on pleasing God, we'll be transformed and we'll become more like Jesus. And we'll begin to think more about the things of God, the things up above. And we'll be more heavenly minded, but we're going to be a lot more earthly good but if we focus on on personal gratification over relationships if if we focus on money we'll eventually value money over people the the things we focus on determine who we become and where we end up and so paul tells us if if you want to live into the light of what you've been given then look up look to heaven and focus on the things of god
So if we want to live into what we've been given and who we are, we need to change our focus. But in addition to that, we are to cast off the old. We're, we're to cast off the old. Since Christ has resurrected us, since we've been given this incredible gift, this inheritance, we must jettison, just throw overboard, all the things that keep us from living into what we've been given and who we called to be. Let's pick it up again in verse 5. Paul writes, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, who you, you know, were before you came to faith in Christ. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you've taken off your old self with his practices. And he reminds us that this is who you are. This is what you've been given. And put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Since we're alive in Christ, since we're given this great gift, we are to cast off the old. You know, many of you know that I, I love to backpack. And uh, hopefully I've become a better backpacker, you know, since I started. I used to throw in everything but the kitchen sink. And that doesn't work so well when you're hiking at elevation and hiking for miles. And, and so I've become more efficient. I, I, I've learned to just uh, throw away or cast out or, or jettison or leave behind the things that, that slow me down and, and keep me from getting to my destination, that keep me from getting where I need to go and, 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 and want to, get, to go. You know, and, and, and God is calling you to, to cast off the old. And, and, and another way to think about this is, say your, your parents are world-class athletes, who both were Olympians. So that means you are born with, with world-class athletic genes. You didn't earn this ability, you didn't earn this gift, but you still have to train, you still have to avoid certain foods and and you still have to drink a lot of water and get rest and eat certain foods. You still need to live into the, the gifts that you've been given genetically and athletically and become who you're created to be. Now, now you might say, well, Paul is, you know, I, I get this whole, you know, we need to jettison certain things. But if we focus too much on behaviors, then it turns into legalism. And we're not saved by works, Doug. And that's right. Paul says this in Ephesians 2. He says, first, by grace you are saved through faith, not by works. But then he goes on to say this. You're saved for something. You're saved to do something. Saved to become something. He says, for you are God's handiwork created by Christ Jesus to do good works. We're raised to life in Christ. We're given this incredible gift. And so in response, we are to cast off the old. But then there needs to be a positive action taken. We need to put something on. Since we're alive in Christ, in light of what we've been given, we are to put on the new. Verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive each other if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. We kind of read over that, but that's, think about that. Forgive without putting the person on probation, without bringing up their past history, without 
you know, putting conditions on it. He says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. We are to, we are to live into who we are. He says, holy and dearly loved. You, you've been bought at a price. You're set aside for a purpose. You're dearly loved and accepted. We are to live into that and to live into what we've been given. And, and Paul uses this, this really uh, brilliant metaphor here. We can all relate to it. It doesn't have anything to do with culture. He, he uses this idea of, of putting on clothes. And we all know what that means. I mean, you put on clothes to work out. You put on clothes to go to work. You put on clothes to go to church, graduation parties, whatever it might be. We, we dress appropriately. But, but Paul says that we are to put on the same outfit every single day as the follower of Christ. Put on Christ's qualities. Put on compassion. Feel for the person. Feel with the person. Feel their pain. Put on kindness, humility. Think highly of the the person. Think less of yourself. Not less of who you are, but think less of, of yourself less often. Put on patience. Put on an attitude of grace. And these things are hard to do. They don't come naturally. But the thing that makes it possible is a final article of clothing. He says, put on love, which binds it all together, which makes it possible, which holds it all together, which, which makes it work. Since we're raised with Christ, we are to put on the new. So how will you live in light of what you've been given? Because your inheritance is, is given to you now. And you've got a choice to make. In Luke 15, Jesus tells a famous story about uh, a young man who made a choice about his father's inheritance. He, he went to his father, and his father was still living, and he asked for his inheritance early, which was an offense. It was an insult, but the father graciously gave it to him. And it was a, it was a, a sizable inheritance. And, and, and he chose to squander it. He lived fast. He lived loose, paid no attention to his father, broke off the relationship. The father didn't move away. The father didn't change, but he did. And he ended up living with the pigs. And he was his father's son. His father loved him, but he had forgotten who he was. And he was wasting the gift he had given. What are you doing with the great gift God has given you? How are you living in light of it? If you're squandering it, or if you're ignoring it, if you're not making any changes because of it, you're meant for more. Your love's for more. Christ died for more. You are raised with Christ for more. So so we can live like that. We can be different people. We can... And it begins with our heavenly focus, looking up, and it continues with casting off the old, and it concludes with putting on the new, putting on Christ. What are you focused on? How are you using your resources, your time, your energy? What are you doing with the gifts that God has given you? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this 
this time, this day, and the things we celebrate with the families and graduates. Lord, we thank you for your word, uh, for your truth. And Father, I pray that um, you would help us to receive the incredible inheritance that you've given us by faith, by grace alone. And then help us, Lord, to live in light of it. To look up at heaven, to think about the things that you care about, the things that you died for, Jesus. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to be ruthless and intentional about jettisoning the things that hold us back and weigh us down. Help us to make changes in accordance to who we are. And Lord, help us to, to put on to put on you, Lord Jesus, each and every day in your qualities through your Holy Spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name.